1: Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and more. We're also on Dash Radio. Download the Dash Radio app. Search for Nothing But Net. We're there every single day at 7 p.m. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel. We had more than 7,000 views of the post-up show last night. So make sure you check that out. Spon- uh, not sponsored. Well, sponsored by Miami Grill, but also hosted by Royal Shepherd. So check that one out. On our YouTube channel, also fivereasonsports.com with all the latest articles from Brady Hawk and more. We're gonna bring Brady on to talk about the Heat defense. He did a really, really good breakdown of the Heat defense. So we will get him on at some point this week. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reason Sports Network. Speaking of this week, we're planning on doing something pretty cool. If you live in the Cooper City area, so pretty much anywhere sort of west central Broward. You may want to check out F45. They specialize in 45-minute fun and innovative high-intensity and interval training programs. I've done it. You will be tired afterwards, but you will feel better. It's personal training in a group environment. It's not a regular gym. They got little pods, and you set up in your own little pod, but then they have trainers who walk around and work with you. You basically look at a screen where there is sort of an animated figure who's showing you what to do, and it never, ever stops except for a water break in the middle. This is a community that will keep you engaged and motivated. The workouts burn up to 500 calories per session and help you drop the quarantine 15. Here's the best part. They've got month-to-month no contract memberships that are available for as low as 8 bucks per session. So, you don't have to worry about getting that call from the, you know, your credit card company, why haven't you paid the, you know, your uh Why haven't you paid your gym? And it just goes on forever and you can't get out of it. You got to get an attorney to get out of your UFIT membership. You will not have this. This is month to month, no contract. And they've got discounts for teachers, nurses, military and first responders. You can try them out free for seven days. Here it is. 954-745-4517. That's 954-745-4517. And this Wednesday at four o'clock, we're giving you a free tryout. So if you want to go DM me at five reason sports, we still have a couple of slots left and let us know 45 minutes. You'll be happy. You went. And now tonight's episode.
2: One, two, three, four, five. On the floor.
3: Welcome to five on the floor, a daily show on the Miami heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander. Part of the Five Reasons Sports Network.
1: All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here is today's floor plan. I got Greg Silvander. I've got Alex Toledo. We've got one topic. Victor Oladipo, the Miami Heat, have now won the two games since they brought him in. Of course, they're on a four game winning streak. He's been really good on defense. He hasn't been quite so good on offense. So we're going to break those things down. We're going to start with the positive first. Defensively, this was a very good. Defensive team before Oladipo got here, it's been better of late. Some of that has to do with the insertion of Trevor Ariza into the starting lineup as well. I saw something today that that was the last four games. The defensive rating of the starting lineup is something like 75. They're giving up like 75 points per 100 possessions, which is absolutely outrageous. But let's start with the defense here. Some of this plays into health, but I feel like the health part is more on the offensive end. Alex, what have you liked defensively with Oladipo out
3: there? Oh, I mean, there's been a lot to like. I'm not saying, you know, he's played any type of perfect game. You know, he's he's been fouling a lot in these two games he's played, which I think will settle the more time that he gets with the heat over here. But I just love what he brings at the point of attack. And, like, he is just a dog on that, on that end. He is constantly, like, I love the way that I, like, watching him navigate through screens. It's just, like, he's, a, he's an expert at that, right? I think he's really, really good at, at getting around screens and getting to where he wants to go on that end whereas that's kind of been a very big weakness for other guys in the roster, namely all the guards. So uh, it's it's very refreshing to watch him do that well. And like I said, it hasn't been perfect. Yeah, I, like Sexton was definitely getting some buckets on him last night, but uh, he just does a, a he does a good job, right? And I think one of the things that uh, the Heat have done a lot over the past month or two, the the trapping and blitzing, I feel like we keep seeing a lot of it. Not that they, they do it for the whole game, but, and you notice that he knows where to be, he knows how to rotate. And so, like, I think he's doing a pretty good job adapting to a a pretty tough defensive system because they're constantly switching their coverages. And I just think he can fit in every single one of them and just allows him to do more things. Like, I I think Ariza was a huge addition to the defense as well. I love what he's brought. So I just think of him now as, like, I love that starting lineup because of what that defense brings. And I think Oladipo is a huge plus on that end.
4: Yeah, I mean, just the defensive stuff is the no-brainer part of it for me. I mean, I felt like that was – something we all knew he was coming in with the strength and like the thing that he does well that I don't even necessarily think he needs to really, um, focus on, um, because he's already good at it is something that all the other players on the team really struggle with. And that's, you know, the point of attack stuff and staying in front of guys and just, um, you know, move, moving your feet so that guys don't get to the basket so easily. And just, so I feel like he plugs a a huge hole for them there. And that was never really going to be the question. Um, And we're going to talk about the offense later, but, but, you know, when Riley, when he mentions that Riley says, I want you to focus on the defensive end. And I think like if there was any part of his, his debut and his follow up that we would all say we feel best about it's his defense. So I think like from that perspective, you got to feel encouraged.
1: Yeah. And you mentioned it. And the Sexton thing yesterday that some people on Twitter were kind of going off on the fact that he was allowing him to get by him. I, I did think one of the things that was impressive from him is there does seem to be recovery speed. and And that's, how I'm having some trouble differentiating between offense and defense, because even he acknowledged, and I saw Ira tweeted this out. He acknowledged last night that he has a deficit. He has a strength deficit in one of his two quads. And we were talking about an injury that goes back more than two years, and he still has this strength deficit. And yet it doesn't seem to be affecting him as much on the defensive end as it does on the offensive end. Alex, why do you think that
3: is? Man, that is a good question. And one that I'm definitely not qualified to answer. But I don't know, maybe defense is just more, I I wonder if it's just easier when you have so many great defenders like Jimmy and Bam are legit two All-NBA caliber defenders. Ariza has fit in perfectly. Like, I wonder if it's just easier to be able to kind of recover when you've got other guys who are always on point, especially when you're playing so much time with them. I mean, look, he's been really good on that end forever. So I don't know if it's just easier. You don't have to expend as much energy as when you're trying to, I guess, always collapse to the rim and get by people. And look, like, I've been surprised, like you said, by his burst. It's been – and I know he's been getting to the rim uh, a lot this season and did a lot with the Rockets. But just uh, seeing it, like, he still has a pretty nice, quick first step. And I know that he's had a lot more misses than we want. I, I think the the scoring is going gonna, is gonna to tick up the more time that he gets with the Heat. I think he's playing a role that he hasn't played in years because, I mean, I, at least with the Pacers, even after Sabonis became the best player, like, Oladipo was always kind of running that pick and roll with him. It was always about them too. And then you, he, he goes to the Rockets, and it's about him and John Wall, whereas now on the Heat, he's kind of just he, – he got Kendrick Nunn's role. So he's getting a complimentary role and having a star in that role. And so I think there's an adjustment period there. But I love that he's been able to still blow by guys. And uh, I think he's going to be fine from, from a catch-and-shoot three perspective. I just wonder uh, if the pull-ups ever come back.
1: Yeah, I mean th- that. That we'll get more into the offense here in a second, but I defensively, how much of this, Greg, do you think the success that he's having is part of what I think Alex is getting at here? Is that it's not all on him, and not only is it not all on him in terms of Jimmy and Bam, but they also have a reason now. So we've talked the whole season about how. They can't put three minus defenders on the court at the same time. Now, not now yeah. in the starting lineup, if you want to still consider Duncan a minus defender, which Duncan's gotten better, um, there's no question about that. They really only have one player that you could consider a potential, I mean, even close to a Correct. minus defender in that. Yeah, no,
4: it's, it's completely... Um a situation where they've plugged those holes and Ariza's even starting to, and we've said this before, but I think it's worth reiterating, like you're starting to get the Jay Crowder vibes from, at least I am from, from Trevor Ariza and how he's playing. I think that, yeah, it may not be in the same format that Jay brought it, but the injection of what, Uh, Ariza has provided them as a stretch four. It's just without a doubt perfect. And um, you know, like this is another thing that I think is going to be worth mentioning as it relates to Oladipo defensively. Uh, What he does throughout the rest of the regular season will be great, and it will tell us a lot, and it will it will show us where he's uh, you know really strong and where he still has has room to grow. But where this is going to get really interesting is when he has to you know guard drew holiday for a seven game series or match up with kyrie irving for seven games or six games or whatever the case may be so that's when we're really going to know about um if there's parts of his defensive game that are impacted by his health because i think right now you can kind of hide it but in a seven game series you're not hiding anything
1: does oladipo have a reputation alex for gambling a lot or gambling, Because some, some defenders that we talk about as good defenders, like Mario Chalmers, a good example, okay, and we, we would tolerate no Rio slander here on the podcast. But one of the criticisms of Rio occasionally defensively was that he knew what his steals numbers were. He once told me he was going to lead the league in steals that season, and it seemed for a while like he was playing like, and I remember Dwayne having a conversation with him about it. Is is Oladipo okay? Was his his history okay in terms of sort of straddling that line in terms of playing proper positional defense versus playing gambling defense to try to accumulate? I don't know steals? that that's
3: ever been a big problem for him. I, I do see him as somebody that uh, likes to, especially like just the way watching him defend dribble handoffs and kind of just go around screens and, and follow guys. He, he'll uh, he'll guard them by like kind of top locking. It's kind of an easier way to position yourself to get, you know, to get those steals. And so I could see him getting uh, some pretty easy steals playing in this heat defense, but I don't know that he had that reput- reputation of a of somebody who gambles too much on that end. Like, uh, to me, I don't think he's as good a, a, as Jimmy, but he, he's a plus on that end as well.
4: Yeah, that's where I was going. I was going to say that I feel like he's got shades of Jimmy in the way that he can discern when to gamble and when not to. And that's even shades of Dwayne, quite frankly, I bet you that's where Oladipo is trying to look, you know, like that's probably the tape that he studied to do what he does. Um, But I I don't necessarily think
1: that that has been something that's uh, jumped up off the page as a red flag. All right, before we close this section and get to the offense and some of the concerns about the offense, let me throw this at both of you guys. The defense alone Okay. Let's say that Victor Oladipo never becomes more than a slightly above average offensive player. Okay. And so far through the first two games, he's not even that, but we're anticipating in Houston when he played, he was okay. So we're anticipating to get back to that. If he never becomes more than a slightly above average offensive player, but he is playing at a high level defensively, which it appears he can do, how much is that worth?
3: That is a tough one. And it just depends on what type of offense, what type of production you're getting from him, right? So you're saying he's not slightly above average. So you're saying that you can't even count on him for like Goron level production, right?
1: Yeah, let's just say, yeah, let's say not quite there.
3: Okay, okay. So I just don't think that's worth, the amount that, you know, he wants for sure. Then I think if you, if you can still, if you go into this, bubble, I was about to say the bubble, if you go into the playoffs here and Goron is still a better offensive option than Vic, I think that's concerning. And I, and I understand the, the context with the injuries. I'm still giving him some time there, but I, I do think that's concerning because we know Goran is definitely dealing with some stuff, uh, had the short turnaround and all that. And Goran is obviously just a much better shooter right now as long as Vic can can keep getting to that, you know, uh, getting to the drives and making, creating stuff for others from there, I think he'll be all right. But I just don't think it's worth nearly as much as he wants. I think that's going to be a topic of conversation in the future. If he doesn't pan out on, on that end.
4: Yeah. That like, this is where we're at. It's like to get through this season in the playoffs. Yep. He can average 15, 16 a game and just be the great defender. Um, and they can go really far if everything else falls into place. Duncan, the shooters, everybody's shooting well. Jimmy and Bam are stepping up. They, this, like Truthfully, like there's no one in the East that necessarily scares that group if they um, are clicking and he's doing that. But to invest a four-year contract or a five-year deal or however that breaks out with the CBA now, Uh, That's a different story. I think you really to pay a guy 25 plus million dollars a year, you need him to bring it on both ends.
1: All right, well, we're going to pivot to the other end here in a second. We'll get into the offense, what some of the issues have been. Before we do, I want to tell you about one of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. This is our friends over at Miami Grill. For over 30 years, Miami Grill has brought you the big favorites from the big cities featuring authentic ingredients, prepared fresh to order with the best cheesesteaks, wings, gyros, burgers, and more. Don't just bring dinner home, bring home Miami. Order online or in person. Pick up, drive through, dine-in, and delivery available at all locations if you're craving it, they're making it, bringing Miami home. Miami grill home has never been easier. Go check out the app. Go to do, go to mymiamigrill.com as well. You can find the location near you. I live in Lauderdale. There's a couple very close to me. I'm always surprised now because I didn't notice them as much. And now when I drive around South Florida, I'm like, there's another Miami grill. So make sure you check out the one in your area. Again, dine-in, drive through, delivery, Miami grill. All right, let's get to the offensive end. He's averaging under 10 points since he came. He's shooting a very, very low percentage. Um, I can tell you that I was communicating with some people around the league last night during the game. And some of them were saying this is who he is now. Now, I don't think that necessarily we believe that. But what keeps getting brought up is the injury history. We're talking about more than two years since he had the quad injury, which at the time was described as worse than the typical knee injury. Um, he acknowledged last night that he doesn't have quite the same strength uh, in both legs and offensively, uh, he looks a little disjointed with the jumper. And I guess I want to get to this and I'll start with you, Greg. Um, the big money is made on the offensive end. I think we all agree on that. Can he get back to the level of offensive player that he was? I, he's going to get better with rhythm. There's no question about that. He'll be better than he's looked the first couple games but what is the ceiling here, and I guess more so, what does the ceiling need to be for this team this year, and what does the ceiling need to be for this franchise to resign him?
4: Great questions. Um, it's I don't think we're ever going to see the Oladipo we saw in his breakout year in Indy. Like that
1: was the. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties. To get ten percent off your first month, again that's BetterHelp H E L P dot slash Miami Heat.
0: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat. Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket. Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify?
4: peak of his um just by by virtue of the fact that he had the injuries that he's had and um that that burst and that quick first step and that rise to the rim like some of that stuff is just it's difficult to get back to that place but I still think he can be really effective I think they need to they at least need 18 19 a game from him I mean I'm being vague in the way that I'm approaching the evaluation but like I just don't think that It's a situation where if Goran continues to decline, because that's just the nature of father time. And um, you have, I mean, Hero's going to continue to ascend. So you're going to get more points in theory from him. Duncan continues to get better. But I think there is a ceiling to how many points per game Duncan Robinson can truly average. So you're going to need Depot to be that third guy um, unless Hero's going to make it up there. So I'm thinking 18, 19 a game is where you got to get him
3: Uh, So I'm kind of thinking something similar I I was thinking you know uh, like speaking back to what I was talking about before I still think of him playing a more complementary role than a main one so I'm thinking and especially with the the way that the team has played with him in the lineup so far it's more reminiscent of what they had last season when they were kind of splitting the difference as far as like not one or two guys having a lot of the points there was five or six guys in double figures I think we've seen more of that so I'm thinking it's got to be at least 15 16 a game just you know to be generous like I think he's got to be a a reliable productive offensive player somebody who will contribute on that end and I know he's going to give you stuff on the playmaking which I'm going to talk about in a second but like as far as his actual scoring he needs to be reliable there's no doubt about it and he needs to have games where he goes off right like he needs to have games where he's giving you 23 25 like not that you're going to get it all the time but he needs to show you that he's still capable of that. He needs to show you he's still capable of hitting that, you know, the pull-ups. And, like, that. that's the thing that I'm kind of fearing a little bit. I talked about it in another episode is that, uh, like, I've liked the connection he's had with Bam so far. It gives him another pick-and-roll attack there. They seem to have a nice connection so far That that's, like, Natural, right? they played well off each other and have found each other pretty easily. But what I'm wondering is if they can run the pick and roll together in the playoffs, and teams are just going to kind of let Vic get that pull up jumper and just be like, oh, yeah, we'll live with those. And if he's not hitting those, I just think that's going to be something that they can, you know, that they got to worry about a little bit. Now, what I will say is, though, and, and we talked about this pre show, uh, there's obviously only been two games played, uh, Victor Oladipo on the Heat so far. And in this extremely small sample size, the Heat have the eighth, the eighth best offensive rating in the league and the fifth best true shooting percentage in the league, again, through two games. So it's an extremely small sample size. But I do think that having Vic there, even you know, as inefficient as he's been as a scorer, has helped grease the wheels of the offense. Like I think it gives him another real playmaker, another guy people have to respect. I still think he's a good catch-and-shoot player, so you have to kind of guard him out there. And maybe that changes in the playoffs. But if he's, he's being respected as a as a catch and shoot guy. So I think like and, and I love what he's done as a playmaker so far. Again, not perfect, but he is a good playmaker. He's not your main point guard. He's not your main one. But uh, I will say it's an upgrade over Kendrick Nunn. And I just think Depot can really get into space and do stuff and, and make things happen for guys like Duncan Robinson, Tyler, et cetera.
1: You mentioned Kendrick Nunn. I'm glad you did because Kendrick has not played in the past couple of games. He's been the guy squeezed. I mean, even Gabe Vincent has gotten some minutes, right? Because Drogic
3: was and with out. And we're out, too. It's crazy.
1: A couple of games ago. But but here's the one thing. I'm not going to argue with you in any way that Kendrick Nunn is a better playmaker than Victor Oladipo. He's not. But the one thing that you mention is, you know, again, when when Victor is given a little bit of space, you uh, is he going to knock down that shots? Because we do know the one thing that Kendrick Nunn can do coming off those curls, getting into the mid range is he does make a fair percentage of those shots when he's feeling pretty good. And also as a three-point shooter, he's actually been a little better three-point shooter than Victor Oladipo this season. Also better at
3: both of those things than Victor. There's no doubt. Okay.
1: Right. So I, I guess, I'm not going to argue that, that that is more important than the playmaking, than giving, a, providing another playmaker to play, you know, to take the burden off of Jimmy and Dragic and Bam who do most of it. But it does hold some importance. And I just wonder, what is the line? Like if Victor is, is shooting in the mid 30s overall or something like that, if like if his struggles continue, if he can't find his rhythm, what is the line where, is there any line for either of you? No, I, Greg's shaking his head because he does this no. on video. There's no line for either of you where it makes more sense to give even none some of those minutes.
4: I mean, I mean, maybe spot minutes here and there if you need a, a you know, because of foul trouble, circumstantial stuff. But overall, there is nothing that I think um, Oladipo does bad enough or that the things he does well don't. Um, basically offset whatever he's struggling at where I think you take him off the floor for Kendrick Nunn or Gabe Vincent, unless, you know, it's obviously something that, you know, extenuating circumstance, but because this is, this is beyond the season. And I know that we are, we're going to stay in the moment and we're going to follow this run. And that is, I think it's, it's important to just watch this team and focus on this team, but there also is an evaluation that's going to continue to go on and we can't ignore it. And um, I just think that, Uh, like not only are you not going to invest in Kendrick Nunn because if he's not cracking Depot here, um, that's a tell, but also like you got, you got to find out what you have in Oladipo
1: before this summer. Yeah. For you, Alex, is there a line?
3: Well, the line is, like I said before, if he's just not reliable, if we're constantly having this conversation about his scoring and, you know, again, I want to see how the sample, like I want to see how the heat's offense looks, you know, uh, after a, a larger sample of Oladipo playing there, regardless of his scoring, because I do think, like just watching it outside of the numbers, I do think their offense has looked cleaner with him on the floor. Like I just think it, it's another real threat out there, and there's no doubt about it. Kendrick Nunn is a better shooter, and and when we had that conversation a while ago about you know it, how much better than Kendrick Nunn is Oladipo, that was the one thing I was always saying was you can guarantee like it's guaranteed Kendrick Nunn is going to give you better shooting than Oladipo. I just think Oladipo is somebody who's going to get to the rim with so much ease. And, you know, like you said, is a better playmaker, a much better defender. And is somebody who, once he gets going, like has the the ceiling of maybe not what he was before and almost definitely not what he was before, like Leif said, but somebody who can get to 80, 90% of that, like that's a, that's close to an all-star level player. And they just need to get like, you know, that level, like, Something right below a low level all star. I think that's the type of play he needs to give you. I don't think he needs to be an all star level talent. But if you got to pay this guy uh, for the next two, three, four years, around 20 something mil a summer, you got to get consistent scoring from him. There's no doubt.
1: All right. So the last part of this we're going to deal with is the are the injuries themselves. And, and I want to focus in on that just a little bit more but before we do I want to tell you about one more great sponsor of the 5 Reasons Sports Network and that's Chase Signs and Graphics successful businesses and organizations require quality signs and graphics for a professional look and to entice customers that's why people turn to Chase Signs and Graphics so more than 15 years of experience designing building and installing signs Chase Signs and Graphics are an end to end solution for all your signage needs providing everything from graphic design to production to installation they offer a variety of custom products including buildings signs, banners, vehicle graphics, lobby signs, indoor signs, monument signs, and more. They'll schedule a site visit and have an estimate ready within 48 hours, and they serve all of Broward County. That's all the way from Deerfield down to Hollywood, Pines, and just north of Dade. So if you need professional signage to help your business organization stand out, call today at 954-257-1828. That's 954-257-1828, or visit Broward. On Twitter, all right. Let's close with this, guys. Um, we talk about long-term investment. You have an injury now that has taken more than two years, and he's not a hundred percent. I mean, th- there's no one who argues he's a hundred percent. In fact, you know, there there were issues in Houston after the trade. Obviously, there were issues in Indiana. There were, from what I heard, you know, there was not great alignment in terms of his rehab in Indiana. Um, we had Jay Malcolm on, if you remember, during the playoffs last year, talking about some of the disconnect that went on between the Pacers organization and Oladipo. So you have that stuff. And ultimately, this is going to be a big money decision. I mean, you're deciding, you know, I put this up today. Drew Holiday just signed a $40 million a year extension with Milwaukee. They've locked into their big three. Brooklyn's locked into their big three. Philadelphia seems to have a semblance of a big three, right? Because uh, they're paying Tobias Harris like a third star. The other top teams in the East, they have big threes. So the Heat need a big three, so to speak. And and if it's not going to be Tyler Hero's ascension, it's going to be one of these other players. The injury situation alone, Greg, the injury situation alone, is it enough to say this is not a $30 million a year player, 25 to $30 million a year player, and maybe you're better off spending that money on a Kyle Lowry, even though he's quite a bit older.
4: Uh, It damn sure makes you think about that. And I think that that is a tell in itself. I think that you're going into it with a little bit of um, I think all heat fans or at least most rational ones that have followed this whole the breadcrumbs as they've come is that all the depots wanted to be in Miami and Miami's explored other options and I just feel like this is going to be a situation where it's going to go one of two ways one this team is going to come together. They're going to make a great run. They're going to look awesome. It's all going to work itself out and we're not going to ask these questions because they're going to just work out everyone's deals and we're going to be happy campers or uh, they're going to look at incentive laden contracts, things that relate back to how many games you play, how many minutes you play. Uh, Andy can get very creative with that stuff like he did with Kelly Olenek, like he did with Deion Waiters, with the, Um, unlikely to achieve bonuses and things like that that can help with cap space. And the question will be, does Oladipo think he is such a premium player that making him an offer that has incentive laden stuff in it is not respectful or anything like that? And if a New York Knicks team is willing to give him $28 million, then what do you do? I think they're also going to really look at a short-term contract, no matter what, because they can get right back in the mix here in 2023 or something like that.
1: There's no expect. I mean, there was no expectation when he came, they made him no promise, Alex. So, I mean, this is the ultimate prove it. Like Greg said, when he first came 25 games to decide if he's a $25 million player, do you think ultimately, I know you gave the parameters. Do you think ultimately he'll prove he's a $25 million player?
3: Wow. Coming at me with the tough questions, huh? All right. I guess I deserve it uh, for, you know, bringing along this older people train for so many months I don't know like I really don't know and when you said it just now like my first reaction was to say no right but that's I think that's just because of like kind of the first two games and not that I think he's going to be that inefficient like I've said I think he's going to get better but it just seems like it's a hard task for him now I do think there's a really easy way for him to just kind of be a star in his role and make himself worth it and that just means you know be reliable be great I mean he doesn't have to be great on offense, be good on offense, be reliable and be, keep being great on defense and the heat winning, right? Like if they get far and it's clear that they're better with him on, I think they can talk themselves into paying him. And look, I think Leif nailed everything he said about the off season there. And, you know, that's uh, as per usual when it comes to Leif, especially with the transactional stuff. Like I think all of that, you nailed it. It's, it's, it's a prove it time for Victor Oladipo. Like Ethan said, you know, they made no promises and it's like, well, if a, if the Knicks or another team is willing to really pay up and the Heat just don't feel that way, like why wouldn't they just go with another option when they know that they've had other guys there that might be more willing to come here and, and might be better, right? And <laughs> so the Heat just have leverage in this situation, especially because they didn't have to give up anything of value, of, of long-term value for Victor Oladipo. So I just really think it's on him at this point to prove it. He has to prove that he's still reliable on both ends of the floor. And I'm going to say 70% chance he doesn't do it, that he doesn't become that, that $25 million guy. I think if I had to guess, like, just the, the value of who he is on the court, it's going to be something around $20 million. So I'm maybe, maybe I'm nitpicking there.
4: Hey, he, but here's the thing, Heat Nation, clear conscience, because the Bucks gave up three first-round picks, and they're about to pay $160 million to Drew Holiday, and uh, Miami gave up Avery Bradley and Kelly Olynyk. So at some point with
1: this, um, the risk is absolutely worth the evaluation. Yeah, no, th- that's a great point. And, and to add to that, if there's any chance that Victor Oladipo can get to a Drew Holiday level, then... It's a huge win. And the reality is, Victor has played in a couple of all star games. Drew Holiday's played in one. Drew's older than, than Vic. I like Drew better as a player. I said that before the trades were made. I still feel that way. But Vic's capable of playing at that level. He did it, albeit for one season, but he's capable of playing at that level. And he's young enough to kind of figure it out. I think a lot of this is on him, guys, to close. I think a lot of it's on him. I think he has to. It does not appear, at least from what came out of Indiana and Houston, that he necessarily put in the time that they wanted him to put in. Remember, those are not his first two organizations. Orlando drafted him second overall and traded him. OKC had him and packaged him with Sabonis to get Paul George. So you're talking about four different organizations have had Vic and decided not in the long term plans. OK, I mean, Houston tried with a two year extension, but that's as far as they would go. Vic's got to make himself part of someone's long-term plans. And this is where he wanted to be. So he's got to get with the training staff and whatever it is that they can possibly do to get that quad as healthy as it can possibly be. In addition to, you know, kind of his attitude being in the right place. It's on him now because, and I, I like the position, the heat's in there. um, But I don't know necessarily that the offense is going to come quite the way that heat fans were hoping. I think take the defense. There'll be some occasional 22, 23 point games, and I think for the most part, if you can get 15, five and four from him most nights and good defense, I, I think you're satisfied with that. And then you put it in the heat's court this offseason. All right. Thanks to our sponsors, uh, Miami Grill. Uh, we always mention our friends over at Seltzer, Seltzer Mayberg as well. Chase signs and graphics and all the other ones and prize picks. If you're going to play, use the code five national championship game coming up. Uh, It should be a good one. Go to mybookie.ag, mybookie.ag. Again, use the code five. You'll get a bonus. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network.
2: That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.